0: another great episode of the bourbon road with your host jim and brian where they talk bourbon and of course drink bourbon grab yourself a pour kick back and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road very excited to have Blanton's Bourbon Shop.com as a new sponsor for the Bourbon Road podcast. In fact, this podcast is brought to you by Blanton's Bourbon Shop. Blanton's Bourbon Shop.com is the only official merchandiser for Blanton's, the original single barrel. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. Blanton's Bourbon Shop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. You know, friends, it's never too early. Start planning your trip to the Bourbon Trail for 2023. We hope you'll join the Bourbon Road crew as we pull out all the stops this year at Bourbon on the Banks. So mark your calendars for October 6th and 7th, and we'll plan on seeing you in Frankfort, Kentucky. Be sure to listen in during the halftime break for all the details on Bourbon on the Banks. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today we are on the road. We're in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, at one of our favorite places, just down the road from Wild Turkey. But actually, today, we're in Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company. This is, uh, let's just call it the old shop. (laughs) Right. We got got Greg Keeley with us today, founder, owner, master distiller, uh, floor sweeper. Big big kahuna. Godner Godner
1: <laughs> I do everything.
0: <laughs> and uh, today we're going to drink through some of your whiskeys, Greg, and kind of the reason – there's multiple reasons we have you on the show today. The big reason is this weekend is a big deal for both you and I. This is bourbon on the banks. Very, very excited. I'm very excited as well. And we've got a couple of whiskeys here that are quite special, um, not only for that event, but for your business as well. I mean, you've got – uh, a new whiskey that has just been tasted kind of on a limited basis but hasn't made it out to the public yet and, Right. and we're going we're going to taste through that today uh and then we're going to talk about uh some other whiskeys as the show goes on and uh we're just kind of a great time
1: I am well the, the good thing uh, Jim and hello everybody but uh, Monday uh when we're recording this is generally my No drinking day, so this is a bonus day for me.
0: You normally skip Mondays, huh?
1: Try to. It doesn't happen often, but I try to.
0: (laughs) They call those blue Mondays, right?
1: Yeah, they're very sad, whatever it is.
0: (laughs) I know. You cut grass all weekend. You work on the farm, and then the only thing you have to look forward to is that Monday stiff drink, right?
1: Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know- it's uh it's one of those things I try to pretend I have a little bit of willpower still. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, it's a good thing. Well, let let's talk about this first bourbon in our glass. This is something new for you. Why don't you take us through it and tell us about it?
1: Of course. So uh, as we've talked about before, the, the, the one of the, the main drivers behind Lawrenceburg bourbon was, you know, single barrel car strength or a combination of those two. So we might have a five-barrel a five car strength or a 10-barrel like we do with our rye. Uh, but my uh, wife and others were like, I can't come in and drink 115, 120 proof every day. I don't want to drink that on the porch every day. I might want to have a, a ginger beer or ginger ale with my bourbon. So we started thinking about bringing out a lower proof product, um, and that's where – um, our very small batch has come in. Now we're uh, only recording this, but as you can tell, the label is bright orange. So if you ever see it out in the uh, in the wild, it's our standard bottle, um, but the label is bright orange,
0: and that's your that's kind of your company colours.
1: Yes, orange and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this will be one of our mainstays. Now we'll you know we'll we're sort of really. As we're working through it, narrowing down to having three mainstays, maybe four, and then we will have another, you know, visiting barrels or, or release just rolling. So that's the plan. Who knows if that'll happen or not, but that's
0: the plan. So, particulars on this proof, uh, yeah. mash bill, what are we looking at? So,
1: this came out of the barrel at um, 139 to 140 proof. Wow. So it was, it was, and it was hot. Like, It was very spicy, even for me and probably for you. It was just one of those whiskeys, but that was good because if we were going to make a lower proof um, Basil Hayden kind of proof whiskey, I wanted it to taste like whiskey. That was the only thing it had to do. And by coming out of the barrel as warm as this did and as spicy as it did, I thought it would lend itself to um, tasting like whiskey but letting you have a few at you know, instead of one. Sure. Um, So we went through a process with this. Uh, The mash bill on it is, it's very high corn for us, which is unusual. We're generally high rye. This is an 86% corn. Wow. 10% rye and 4% molded barley. Now, um, as I say, it came out at 140, maybe a little over on a couple of the barrels. We cut it the first instance down to 100. I didn't think it. It just didn't work. Uh, we then cut it down to 86, and it was fine. But fine's not good enough, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It just reminded me of every other mass-produced 86 proof bourbon. That are that are good bourbons, but that's not what we wanted. Then my wife was literally. We were drinking it. We were talking about it. Should we go with the 86? I wasn't super happy with it. And she, Katie was like, Why don't you Basil Hayden it? I was like, uh, it's not going to get any better if we cut it down to eighty. Anyhow, we did, and it did. It did. It just hit it out of the park once we, um, once we did. Like I, I, it went against everything I thought would happen, but it worked, and it, it was an eye opener for me. And so, what we have in this is it's only five barrel. That's why we call it very small batch, um, and the proof comes in right on eighty on the knocker. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'd be interested see what you think. All right. Well, let's check it out.
0: Well, the nose is very unassuming. It's got, it does have that corn sweetness to it, but I'm not picking up any residual from that 140 ethanol that probably no. got, it probably sends your nose hairs that back then it was
1: flammable. Almost. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. Like it was unusually hot. I thought for a, but I'm not used to having a high corn whiskey, and I, I kind of put it down to that.
0: It's nice. It, it is It is a corn-forward whiskey. It does have a nice caramel note to it. And a little bit of a nutty note, too.
1: It does have a, yep. I'm still, I'm very pleased with where, where the color came out.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. It's much, much darker than I would have expected it to be at 80 proof.
1: Yes, and that was a big thing for us too. But I wanted it to look like whiskey. I wanted it to taste like whiskey.
0: Wow, this is uh, – yeah, this is, this is definitely got a nutty palette on it, kind of a – I want to say like a harmony and, 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 and it And it sits on the roof and, of your mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. 80 proof. Wow.
1: And that was what – you know, it's – I think – a. An, a, a low-proof whiskey that, or bourbon that tastes like bourbon is almost a holy grail in many respects. Um, and that's not that we were trying to make the greatest whiskey of all time, but it had to be whiskey. It had to taste like bourbon for us to put it in the bottle.
0: Now, for you to find some hazmat barrels, because those were basically hazmat barrels, yep. and turn five of them into this, this wonderful, very small batch bourbon at 80 proof, are you going to be able to repeat that?
1: oh we've got a bunch of them yeah, oh, we'll you? be able to repeat this that's why this will go into our portfolio as a long term uh, product got we uh, one thing that we do when we do source product is that we try and lock up if we can afford to do it we try and lock up or at least put an option on everything that's around so we can it can be our it can be our product and that's kind of important to us and it's part of our ethos and that's what we've done with this guy.
0: Wow, yeah, this is really good. This this does remind me of like a cereal, like a what's that? um corn puffs. You know the corn puff cereal? I haven't had it in, since I was a kid probably, but this
1: I had it at a hotel the other day as breakfast. Yeah, I did.
0: This is really good. And uh, folks I keep saying corn, but it's it's not like uh you know, it's not like a youthful corn. This is like, a, you know, a well-aged corn whiskey, a corn liquor. This is something that's got that really nice bourbon background on, a lot of nut, a it lot of heat. A little, oak, heat, bit, a of little bit of heat, yep, on the back. But at the same time, you could really, one person could sit down and put a big dent in this bottle.
1: Right. And that's the, we were actually, uh, Oh, and by the way, this went into the uh, bottle, it was about four years and eight months uh, when, when we finally bottled it but uh, when we were at um, Kentucky uh, uh, yeah Kentucky Bourbon festival a couple of weeks back which we'll talk about later we had a guy come up who had been there at the VIP event on the Friday and had uh, he was a, a podcaster mm-hmm. and so bought a bottle. Anyhow he comes back in on Saturday on yeah Saturday afternoon he goes oh we played golf this morning at eight and we had all these bottles but we cracked yours and we the four of us drank through the whole thing. Yeah, and I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, it was done by like ten o'clock." Wow, and I was like, "Well, that's a good game of golf." And he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't particularly, you know." But he said, "This is our breakfast bourbon."
0: Yeah, breakfast bourbon. There you go.
1: So we're thinking we might uh, rename it breakfast bourbon after the first batch.
0: Is there anybody that's done that? I, I don't think so. Not
1: that I googled it. Not that that means that much, but uh, no. <laughs> uh, but that's what I like about it is, and it stands up in a cocktail as yeah. an eighty proof, it, like so in a bar they can be serving this at 80 proof it tastes as good as a lot of stronger whiskies um and you know you can you can have a that's that's what Katie always says she's like I can have two of these I can only have you know if she has a A or something like that I can only have one if I have the 10 by 10 or the one sure, cast sure um but this way she can have a, enjoy a couple of cocktails and
0: well, there are still those who, and I, and I'm not going to say it's the ladies because it's not always the ladies. No. I mean, there are ladies that uh, can slam down the barrel proof. <laughs> so, yes, they're right. but um, there, there are those who still prefer the lower proof whiskeys, and that's why Basil Hayden has reached its level of uh, importance in the world and on the shelf. I mean, they sell through a lot of that stuff. That's exactly right. And there's a lot of whiskeys in the in the eighty proof range that do very, very well. I think bourbon drinkers, let's let's just say connoisseurs in general, have allowed their palates to climb that that proof ladder, yep. and at some point you need a reset. I and think I think you do.
1: I would count myself in that um, uh, grouping because yeah. I've done exactly the same thing, sort of from the eighty six to the hundreds, or the you know the bottled in bond, et cetera, et cetera, and now I'm finding, you know, because all of our products, all the Lawrenceburg bourbon products, are hundred and fifteen plus. Sure. So I drink anything neat that's not, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this tastes like water. Well, it doesn't taste like water. It's just not what I'm used to. Yeah. And this has sort of, to your point, been a bit of a reset in that I'm like, okay, well, this tastes like whiskey. I can drink this with a Manhattan and be very happy. Or you put it on a big rock and just sip it on the porch while your uh, dogs are running around.
0: So how long did it take you to go from concept to bottles on the shelf? With this? Yeah. Yeah. a month. A month. A month and a half. See, that's being small, nimble, quick on your feet, right?
1: That's. It took us a little because it took us a little bit to find exactly what we wanted, but even that wasn't a long time. That was a few weeks because once we decide to do something, we're small- and if we want to make it work, we have to do it and execute on it. And so, uh, I guess that's what twenty plus years in the military does. You you know you set your goal, set your target, and you go after it. Sure. And that's what we've done with this. And we were very lucky. We uh, um, uh, our partners that we worked on with this were couldn't have been more helpful. Uh, they were wonderful, and um, it just made everything go easy peasy so i'm we are so pleased with how our very small batch aka breakfast bourbon has come out um we i'm 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 very eager for folks to try it at bourbon on the banks this weekend because apart from some um podcasters like yourself uh they'll be the first people to to try it Uh, we've had it in store here in the tasting room um but it's not in distribution yet and it won't be for another two or three weeks
0: all right well we'll be looking for it for sure and um what will they find that bottle for on the shelves
1: uh, it'll sell between 65 and 70 okay uh, we sell it at the tasting room for 70 dollars um but you know we with the retailers you give them some leeway to to do what they to do retailer things um but it'll be around that mark
0: and you'll have plenty at the show this week
1: oh yes we'll have uh, see that big pile over there in the uh oh yeah in the alcove that's this. So we'll have plenty for people to taste, and if they'd like to take some with us, uh, we can sell directly from your tent, which is super fun.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, any any Kentucky distillery there uh, can sell directly from their tasting platform. Uh, we're happy to have that. You know, it's not something we were able to do last year because our distillery we had in the booth with us was from Tennessee, so they, they couldn't oh, qualify. Yep. But out-of-state out of distilleries can still Ship their products to capital sellers. and They'll sell. A I lot think of
1: capital sellers are yeah doing that for them. So that's uh, that's terrific as well.
0: That is good. Well, we expect probably around 2,000 two thousand to twenty five hundred people somewhere in that range this week at the event. It's, it's continuously grown every year, uh, and I think I think uh, Diane and Amzie and and all those who are involved are just doing such a fantastic job at this event.
1: Like it's, I got I got to tell you, they are so easy to work with. They answer all of our stupid questions. Um, and I feel like, like we were here last year, obviously we didn't participate in the event, but I just feel like there's a tremendous amount of buzz around it this year that I didn't notice last year. Maybe it was there, I just didn't notice it. But I have a lot of people, you know, emailing us at the, at the uh, distillery or, you know, just when they come in saying, oh, you guys are bourbon on the banks next week, you know, in, in – and we're like, yeah, no, oh, great. We'll see you there.
0: Yeah. Well, it 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 is a bit different. I think they've really embraced uh, the social media platforms and their ability to get the word out. And also, I think past attendees have kind of figured it out that this is not just another. Bourbon event this is not just another whiskey show this mm-hmm. one has a different personality it just does i mean the whole it this is a city event right. this is all about frankfurt downtown frankfurt and the whole town turns out for it, and it's an all weekend thing. So it'll start Friday in the evening, mm-hmm. and the fun won't stop until you wake up and have breakfast on Sunday morning and find your way back home. So
1: you could maybe have a bourbon, have a breakfast, a, bourbon. Have a
0: breakfast bourbon from Lawrenceburg. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, they do have it
1: down there at uh, Siglusher Brewery. Yeah, they were the very Sieglusher were the very first people to uh, uh, put Lawrenceburg bourbon on their shelf in uh, Frankfurt. Yeah. So uh, we always give Tim and the
0: team down there yeah. a shout out. Great people, great beer. They yeah, have wonderful beer, beer there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I am ready to get on to the next one and the next one is near and dear to my heart. All right. So when we were on the uh, when I was on the show a
1: few months back, uh you know, we were talking about doing a barrel pick for bourbon on the banks and you came in and we did the barrel pick, and I think we tra- tried some pretty good barrels that day. Absolutely. Um, and I remember uh, when we were doing it, it was a toss-up between the last two barrels. I, if I recall, it was barrel two and three. Yeah. And uh, we you plumped for this one. Um which I'd already bottled a couple of bottles of internally. Uh, And so we were going back and forward. Jim and I were going, Jim's like, well, you don't have to give it to us if you don't want. I'm like, nope, I want the roadies to get the best stuff we have.
0: Yeah, and this this was an outlier barrel. So this was was a little bit different than all the, actually it was significantly different in flavor profile from the other three that we had on the table. And it was also kind of a short barrel. So, it's a little bit less than you might expect out of a-
1: It wasn't as short as we as we initially thought. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were going to get like 140, 150 out of it, but um, they're literally bottling it as we speak, or tomorrow morning, they're going to be bottling it. And uh, so, it'll be fresh out of the barrel when it comes down to uh, Frankfurt. Um, but we're going to realize, I think, about 180, 185 from it. So
0: Fantastic. So, I'm so people. excited for that. And folks, definitely be prepared uh, and, and get in line. I think- I think with the word getting out that this will go pretty quick uh, because it is such a phenomenal profile, something so, so much different than anything anybody's ever had before Yep. that I think uh, once a few tastes get out there, people are just going to go crazy for it.
1: I hope so. And I, I, I think that'll happen. You know, this is our our standard mash bill, so it's 70-21-9, uh, 21% rye, which leans back into our rye forward expressions. Uh, and it land. this went into the bottle at exactly four and a half years uh, and it landed at 116.5 proof. Um, and for those folks that collect it, uh, there's a little um, – Uh, sticker on the side, which will denote that it came from bourbon on the banks for roadies in particular, Uh, and I've hand-signed them all. Uh, So, And once this bottle's gone, we won't have another one like it.
0: Yeah, I'll be sad to see it go, but I'll make sure there'll be a couple on my my bar for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Well, cheers. Well, cheers. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's got a little bit of a spicy nose. That is so good.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's the first time I've had it since we did that barrel pick. And I have to tell the folks listening, we're actually drinking it out of the small little sample bottle that we pulled for Jim to do the tasting because the barrel is actually getting bottled as we speak. So,
0: I'm so glad you were able to come up with that for the show.
1: I found it like two minutes after you walked in the door.
0: That is so fantastic. That has that spicy, sweet, spicy palette to it. But uh, man, is it just—it's—it's got that candy spiciness to it.
1: Candy spicy. That's exactly what. what, Okay, now I can taste something. I can't put a name to it.
0: And it's got a little bit of like, um, like a. Like a root beer note to it too, but it's got it got a candy spice. In I like think
1: praline, maybe a little bit
0: of praline to it. Perhaps. Like a candy sugar, burnt sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely got a, a super spicy note to it. It's um, yeah, I'm having trouble too, and that's why it was so it was so hard for me to put my finger on this. It was like I've never really had that particular flavor before.
1: And this was a discussion we had just off camera, well, off microphone, when you came and did the tasting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly it's just, the same. it's just,
0: and, and you know, when you're doing a barrel pick, and you know, anybody can go to the store and get the standard items, right? Your things are on the shelf. They're wonderful. Every one of them is a little bit different. But, you know, when you pick something, when you're trying to pick something, you don't want to pick anything that matches what's on the shelf. You want to pick something that's an outlier, right? You want to pick something that's memorable and right. it has to be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of memorable stuff that there's isn't necessarily There's memorable stuff that's not good. But,
0: <laughs> but no, you want to pick something that's good, but you want to pick something that's, uh, it makes a statement. This was my pick. This is this is you know this was something that's different. Nobody else is ever going to get one like this. And this is by far different than anything I've had before. Roadies, put a few dollars back for this one. Make sure that you get to the the Bourbon Road Lounge early at this event. We'll I- be tasting it as well. Yeah, and and I'm sure we can put your name on the bottle and stick it behind or something if we have to. We got plenty of room, so
1: we can do that all In fact, we did that at uh, in Louisville. If people wanted to come and buy it, we have yeah. a little signature orange bag. Yeah, we just write their name and their last four digits of their phone number on the bag. We give them a coaster with you know signed with their bag number, and they just come and pick it up at five o'clock.
0: Now that's smart because people are hesitant to want to carry something around all day, right? Particularly if they pick it up at midday. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, we did that all all weekend at uh, at Kentucky Bourbon Fest, and people the word got around yeah, and we started holding other people's bottles for them to come back and pick up, (laughs) but that was okay. We had plenty of space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to have even more space this time. We've got a 20 by 30 tent. (laughs) That's exciting. 30 feet of lounge space and we're going to have bourbon barrel furniture in there, big carpet hanging out. We're going to have all kinds of whiskey in there to drink, but you got to focus on this Lawrenceburg stuff because I tell you what, if you don't get these single barrel picks before they run out, That's going to be it.
1: Oh, yeah. And and we won't get close to this one again. Yeah. Like this is it.
0: Yeah, this is it. That's fantastic. I'm really
1: glad you ended up picking this one because the barrel three was more typical of our uh, one cask bourbon.
0: And they're all delicious. I mean, they're all good.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Thank you. But this is just a, uh, a unicorn's like a terribly overused word, but it's just different. Yeah. Right? It's it's the pink flamingo. It's not the yeah, it's white swan thing. Kind of an
0: outlier. Kind of a little bit different than the others. Enough enough so that it it definitely caught both yours and my attention. So
1: Yeah, I'm very pleased you picked this. And this is actually better than I was remembering it, to be honest. <laughs> it was funny. I was in a bar in uh, Indianapolis called uh, Nowhere Special. It's a speakeasy uh, last week, and uh, they had our – Product one cast bourbon up there, and I just asked for a you know neat one. one, and I was talking to the barman, and he poured it for me, and it was cast seven of our inaugural release of our inaugural batch, and uh, it was one of those moments where you really enjoy your job because I took a sip of it, I can't remember that barrel at all, and I looked at the barman, and I said, "This is really bloody good," <laughs> and he's like, "I know," the staff always have it after uh, after work, yeah, and I was, and so that was just. For me, it's one of those moments where you just go, "This is why you do it."
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I don't—I probably didn't even try barrel seven before it went out. But uh, apart from you know when we first take them out of the barrel to make sure they're single barrel worthy, I didn't know barrel seven from barrel one. Right. But yeah, so yeah. Sorry for going off track. It, but that was a kind of nice story. to
0: run into your product in the wild, didn't it? I wasn't
1: even expecting it to be there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, I won't tell this story now, but uh, remind me one day to tell you the story about 21C uh, and the people down there.
0: Absolutely. Well, I tell you, I was in Bowling Green yesterday and uh, I was down at uh, Chuck's Liquors uh-huh. and I looked down on the shelf and there you sat. At
1: Chuck's? Yep. That's a great
0: store. Great store. Wonderful store. It really store. is. Yep. And it's, uh, it's kind of the first big stop inside the state of Kentucky uh-huh. when you're coming out of Tennessee.
1: All yeah, right. that's that's a good story. In fact, I'll be in uh, Bowling Green in a couple of weeks, so I'll make sure I go and uh, go and visit. Are you going out for another event? Uh, it's actually a Tourism uh, Kentucky Tourism Association, and we're doing a presentation about making bourbon, uh, craft bourbon uh, to the to the uh, attendees. Fantastic! And so we'll be down there for a couple of days. Um, you stay
0: pretty busy with this stuff. Is it? Are you out on the road all the time?
1: At the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm literally on the road. Three days a week, but that's good. If I'm not, that means people aren't buying it, trying it, um, and that's you know when you're a small startup craft distillery like we are, we don't have a marketing budget, we don't have any of that stuff. And what I always say to these uh, to the folks like at, at Chucks or wherever is like, I'll give you a bottle to put on your counter because if people try it, they'll buy it, mm-hmm. and that's worked for us. Because and then the the you know Chuck or whoever is, you know, the, the guys up at Uncorked in Covington or wherever it might be, then they try it. They buy in because they like it. And you'll be shocked how often, you know, when we're doing a tasting in a store or something and you're watching the counter all day and you see people come up and ask advice on what whiskey to buy. Sure. I would say half the bourbon in those, like in at Uncorked in Covington, for instance, where we were a couple of weeks ago, I would guess half the bourbon that came off the um, off the side shelf where their premium products were, at least half of them were referred by the by the team at, at uncorked, so which really blew me away. Yeah, so, and it's sh- we learned a lot from that experience how important it is to engage with the people that are representing your product.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, we're gonna sit here in the in the old shop and <laughs> old uh, and finish off this pour of uh, our single barrel pick for the bourbon road at Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company we'll be back after the break folks when we come back we'll talk about Greg's new facility and uh, we're going to have a couple more whiskeys be crazy not to yeah for a unique gift? Blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's Barrelhead? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. BlantonsBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we hope you'll join us this fall on October 6th and 7th for Bourbon on the Banks. The festival itself is from 2 to 6 p.m. on October the 7th. And you can pick those tickets up at bourbononthebanks.org for $65. They also have an early access ticket for $75. It'll get you in an hour early and definitely get you access to some special pours. But if you always like that VIP access, this year they're bringing in the VIP access tickets. They'll give you access to their VIP tent and all the great things that go along with that for $175. Be sure to check out bourbononthebanks.org. You'll get all the details on this year's event. All right, listeners, so we are back. <laughs> Greg and I managed to get through that wonderful Lawrenceburg bourbon, bourbon road barrel pick. That's going to be at bourbon on the banks this weekend. Uh, make sure you don't waste any time getting in there, seeing Greg and getting yourself a bottle reserve so that uh, you can go home with it.
1: And we'll keep it in the
0: back. Absolutely. All right. So we have two more whiskeys. I think this one's going to be a rye. Mm-hmm. You spread a little bit of Vegemite for us. I did. All right.
1: You're so, looking very nervous, Jim.
0: Nervous? Why? No, I'm not nervous about Vegemite. I like it. Okay. But uh, you spread it very thin.
1: I did. I took yours. <laughs> I scraped the top off yours and put it on mine. <laughs> I can eat it off a spoon. And I just love it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, tell us what's in our glass, Greg. All
1: right. So this, um, you know, we were, we were talking before. Um, this is our 10 by 10 rye. It's an Alberta rye. Um, ten years Minimum 10 years old. like There might be an 11-year-old in there, but it's 10-year rye. Um, And we blended 10 barrels at a time. And this was a bit of a mistake almost in that I was hoping we could do these barrels, single barrel, like we were doing everything else. But about two or three in 10 were just too spicy for the profile we wanted. They were still delicious, but they just didn't work for us. So I very unscientifically just got the first 10 barrels and put them in the vat. And this is what popped out. So it's 100% Alberta rye. It came out at 122.5 or 122.3. It's unfiltered. Um, It's a lighter colour because that's, you know, what you get out of of our friends from the north. But as far as a, you know, a 100% rye whiskey goes, I couldn't have been more Mm. pleased with how it turned out. Um, You know, this... This particular whiskey has got us into places that I never would have expected to get into. For instance, uh, there's a very famous restaurant bar in New York where the one of their bar staff or restaurant staff were in here apparently. I get a phone call for, from them. I didn't believe it was them. It was because I called them back. Yeah. And uh, they said, you know, we don't have anything like that. It's 100% premium rye. Uh, we'd like to bring it in. And fortunately, Skernick, who's our distributor uh, in New York, was their distributor for all their wine. So I was like, just give them a call. Fantastic. Yeah, so we were very – and and that's been the case in a lot of high-end hotels and cocktail bars, speakeasy kind of bars, where this is something just a little bit different.
0: Yeah. So you would categorize this as a um – a connoisseur's whiskey, a rye connoisseur's whiskey rye. maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: A, a, it's, but it's also, you know, when we're at the Bourbon Festival, and I'm sure we'll see this too at Bourbon on the Banks, is that people, you know, you've heard it a hundred times, thousand times, people go, oh, I'm not a rye guy. Sure. I'm not a rye girl. And we almost get them in a headlock and say, just try it.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a slap with a leather glove, right? It's that kind of deal,
1: right? Yeah, it's like the challenge and, you know, we'll, we'll fire pistols at, uh, you know, 10 paces. But when they do, it might not be for them, but they're like, oh, that's really interesting and I, I like it, It's but I still don't like rye. But more often than not, they're like, I've never had a rye like that, and that's what we're
0: going for. So that'll definitely be here this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, we've got uh, enough of this rye to feed Russia.
0: Fantastic.
1: That's another story.
0: All right, Cheers. Cheers. Oh man, it's just got that wonderful fresh nose on it. I really love that. That is rye all day long. It's it's I'm trying to think what the
1: nose. I should know this by now, but it's got a very earthy nose, I think. Herbaceous nose maybe.
0: I mean, it's it's kind of a forest smell. But uh
1: forest floor maybe, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but maybe one with pine needles on it.
1: That's it? yep, that's exactly what I was thinking pine when I said yeah, when I said yep, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: That is just so full of flavor.
1: I drink this at home.
0: Yeah. For me it's it almost goes straight to the back. You know, it, it spends a little time up front. It mm-hmm. kind of washes over, but it really goes to the back and says, Here I am. I'm a damn rye, and I'm good, and it really is. I mean, this is a 122
1: and a half proof. It doesn't drink like that, I don't think.
0: It doesn't. It passes right over the front and mid palate, and you don't – it it, it, sneak, it sneaks up on the back.
1: And you get it at the very back of your tongue. Yep. as it's, Before it goes down your throat, though, it just sort of sits there for a bit.
0: Yeah. Super finish, though, super long finish.
1: Like I can still taste that first sip. Yeah, for sure. But it, it like I'll have, I wasn't really into rye until I started doing this. And now I'm like, you know, the person that quit smoking, I'm now all about rye. Yeah. So, and you'll see that in our bourbons and our whiskies is, apart from our very small batch, everything is pretty rye forward because we like that spiciness and, and that sort of thing. And this is the the, the whiskey that got me over that.
0: Uh, hump. I would say your very your very small batch bourbon is darker than this.
1: Oh no, question it is. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So we've said it a couple times now. Oh. We're in the old shop. I'm looking around. I'm seeing you're kind of sixty percent of the way packed up. We are. You're getting ready to say goodbye to the old build building here. And mm-hmm. what's over the horizon?
1: Well, it's all very exciting, and uh, uh, I have to give a shout out to my wife Katie, who is literally packed the whole shop up so far. Um, You know, we just carry some stuff and she does everything else. Yeah. Uh, But this will be our last week in the shop, so the 7th of October, I think, will be our last uh, day serving from our tasting room here on Main Street. It's been a super fun year and a half. We've met – it's achieved exactly what we wanted it to do. We wanted to introduce the brand, introduce, you know, our sort of profile, what we were trying to achieve – and tell the story for a year or so before we actually got ourselves sorted and up and running. So uh, we're super excited. We're moving about a mile mile away uh, onto Versailles road, 62. Uh, uh, we're right next door to Wild Turkey on the same side of the road. Um, if you're coming from Lawrenceburg, uh, Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company distillery is on your left. And you go down about 2,500 feet in the driveway for wild turkeys on your left. Uh, we can see their water tower and we mm-hmm. can smell their cooking. Fantastic. Um, and we're super excited. W- work's going on right now. Uh, we will be opening the temporary gift shop and tasting room, which we kind of like this. Yeah. Um, same, it'll offer the same, same things um, on about the 15th of October. So we'll have a week in between getting out of here and- uh, opening up there, and then we're hoping the work on the tasting room proper, and the gift shop, and the uh, bar area, and the you know the actual distillery part of the building, um, which is uh, separate but attached, if that makes sense, uh, will be uh, will be ready uh, by certainly before Christmas by December. So
0: how big of a step up is it? How many square feet versus here versus there?
1: Yeah, so here we're probably in, uh, well, certainly in the in the tasting room section here, we're probably in, what, less than 1,000 square feet, I yeah. would think. Uh, the new place is uh, about 1,100 square feet, 11,000 square feet, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's an old um, farm machinery sales and repair place. So the ceilings are, you know, very high. Uh, it's all concrete floors. Uh, it's all steel and steel beams. It's very industrial looking, um, and we're going to keep with that uh, feel with the building. Um, and the back part, which is about four and a half thousand square feet, is where the still and the tanks will go. Plus, we'll store our uh, single barrel uh, products in there that people can, like you've done with the, sure. with the one for the weekend, where people can come in and try. Uh, single barrels and and buy, a, do a barrel pick if they if they choose to. Uh, we'll also have a um, a VIP uh, room where you know tour groups or bachelor parties or whatever come in. They can have their own private area where they can taste and talk and speak to our me or whoever's there at the time. Um, so we're trying to make it a bit of an experience uh, where you know fire pits and. Um, uh, you know, cornhole and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to have my emus in the uh, in the back.
0: Fantastic! You're going to have an outside bar in the back.
1: <laughs> yes, outside bar. We'll have two uh, outside areas. One on the front uh, 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 front of the building, which overlooks for sales road and the grass area, and we'll have a little uh, a dog. Uh, area. Mm-hmm. So you can bring your dogs. They can run around. We're 100% dog friendly. Fantastic. Um, and we'll have a run. So if you're inside doing a tasting, you can literally, well, you can bring your dog in and do the tasting. We don't care. Or you can put it out in the run and they'll be happy as clams just running around out there. Fantastic. And we've got a side fully covered uh, outdoor area, um, which overlooks just green fields and and the uh, wild turkey water tower, funnily enough. So, um, we're, we're super excited and uh, it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I imagine it is. It's a lot of work. What about events and 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 music on the weekends? Any of that going to happen? Yeah, we'll
1: probably uh, down the track uh, do like just, you know, someone play acoustic guitars yeah. and stuff outside, um, particularly uh, in the front area where it's a big grassed area. People will be able to. You know, we'll have some picnic tables and things like that. We'll have, a you know, someone playing guitar sure. or whatever in, in the spring and, and fall. Um, and then, you know, we have the tasting bar or tasting area, which will, you know, hold, you know, 50 or 60 people. So if people had a small event or whatever, we could certainly do all that well, as well.
0: well. I think being right there on the road to and from Wild Turkey, you're going to get just a little bit of traffic. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a main thoroughfare to get to uh- – Well, and into for sales as well, right? Right.
1: Well, if you're going to Woodford from this neck of the woods, you have to go past us. If you're going from that neck of the woods and coming to Four Roses and out to Buffalo Trace, you go past us. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were very lucky. Uh, The people we bought the building off had, you know, been there for some time and uh, were very gracious. Yeah. and then you know you've got to go in, and it's been a tractor repair shop for twenty years. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of gunk you've got to clean out of the uh, out of the nooks and crannies. But that's all been done now, and you know the HVAC's going in, and it's it's a lot.
0: Now you know it's, it's tradition when you come to the neighborhood, you got to walk across and meet your neighbors. So you need to make sure you go over and shake Jimmy's hand and wel- <laughs> well,
1: see well, if you will welcome
0: you to the neighborhood, yeah, right? See if
1: you'll come on down for a
0: uh, come on down for a dram. I'm sure he will. <laughs>
1: I'm sure he, we see him next door at the restaurant, yeah, twice a week at least.
0: Well, that's fantastic, and it's still Lawrenceburg. I mean, this yep. is uh, yeah, it's the namesake town of your of your company, and wow. I was f- I was talking to
1: one of the guys that's um, doing groundwork out at the new distillery, and uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, last night, and he's like, "How is it in the history of bourbon in this city in in Lawrenceburg?" There has never been a distillery called Lawrenceburg Distilling or Bourbon, never ever, since like year dot. There's been everything else, but not Lawrenceburg. And it it was it was interesting. Asked, I was like, I have no clue. Yeah, but uh, never been one. Well, before. I think
0: back in the day, it was all about naming the distillery after your family name, right? Right.
1: So I, I think that's probably
0: right. And it has gotten away from that now nowadays. I don't think a lot of that goes on. Some of it does, but not, not a great lot of that. Most of the time, it's some city name or town name or regional name or.
1: Right. No one's going to drink Greg Keeley bourbon for the yeah. love of God.
0: Well, you know? I mean, Keeley bourbon sounds okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think oh, that's. Yeah,
0: Greg's, Greg's whiskey,
1: maybe not. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Maybe I'll call the bar Greg's.
0: Maybe oh you can have God. a special release.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be more likely to be named after our dogs, Raylan Givens and Betsy Ross than named after me.
0: Raylan Givens. How about that? I'm trying to remember what that's from. That's
1: justified.
0: Justified. Yeah.
1: About the U.S. Marshal in Kentucky.
0: Yeah. yeah. That that was a fantastic series.
1: Uh, it, it's probably, I think, it's the best ending to a long running series. Their last episode of any show I've ever watched. Yeah, it's
0: fantastic. And you know, um, I'm trying to remember his name. The the fellow with the teeth. Yeah. He owns Mulholland Distilling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he does. In fact, we were gonna have him on the show. Um I will come up with his name here in a little bit, but I
1: know exactly what you mean. I yeah, can't remember his yeah. name. So
0: yeah, he owns Maholland Distilling. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. What a great show. Man, blast from the past.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well, my dog's running around every day, so I remember it <laughs> fondly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we've got one more whiskey on the list and uh another special pour.
1: Yeah, so this one, Jim, is a uh, world premiere, f- for want of a better term, uh, for um, roadies. Uh, this is the first of what we're calling our empirical series of barrels. Uh, and the thinking behind this is, you know, we will keep as our core product our one-cast bourbon. We'll keep our um, very small batch or breakfast bourbon, as it's soon to be called, I mm-hmm. think. And we'll keep our high-proof by 10 And, you know, we may, that may become a 15 year or who knows, but we'll always keep that 100% rye product. Sure. On the edge of that, where the empirical barrels will be when we identify a product that might have 15, 20, 40 barrels, and we can secure the entire lot as long as it's really good. It has to be like this is, this is our like, um, our little crowning uh, look at me product. Yeah. So this one, our very first one, uh, which we will release when we officially open uh, the new distillery up there on the sales road, um, is our very uh, creatively named high wheat rye. Um, it's uh, seven years old. It's 119 proof. Uh, and this is the kicker. It is 65% rye. And thirty five percent wheat.
0: Wow, and it's not a malted wheat. No, something's kicking that process off. But
1: I guess, yeah, enzyme here or there. I guess. Yeah. Um, but we stumbled across this, and uh, locally, it's here. It's from actually not very far from here. Uh, and I tried it the first time, and I'm like, no, I didn't actually want to try it because I'm like, who's ever heard of a high wheat rye, right? And I of course tried it because who wouldn't? And I'm like, this is delicious. So I had to get other people to try it to just see if I was bought into it and didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone was blown away, and we've taken this out when we've you know doing our our calls with our schooner, our distributor, and uh, and our distributor in Arkansas, and everybody wants to do private barrel of it, like almost to a to an outlet. And we won't be able to do that because we only have 30 barrels. And so this will. This may be a product that you can only buy in Kentucky or at our distillery. We're going to wait to see how it pans out.
0: Just not quite enough there to go to wide distribution.
1: No, there's not. I mean, if we took this Indiana and Ohio and Arkansas and, you know, you know we're moving into California um, in the next little bit, it'll be gone in a few weeks. And yeah. we don't want to do that. Um, we want to have that bottle that you just can't walk into Chucks or you know wherever Covington Party Source or yeah, Party Source uh, and buy it. Yeah,
0: they yeah.
1: might have a they might get an allocation of it. We don't know how it's going to play out yet, but it's just that remark not remarkable. It's just that unusual whiskey.
0: So what did you call this? Your empirical line? Empirical, yeah. Fantastic.
1: I was trying to think of some clever name and I Googled weeded, it. Weeded rye. hmm Cheers. I've not come across another one. Certainly like this.
0: Oh, that's a really nice nose on that.
1: Yeah, I love this nose. What do you get out of that?
0: I'm getting a little bit of uh, light cherry, some baking spices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rye's under there. Rye toast is under there, you know, but not like. It's not overwhelming. Not overwhelming, right.
1: I'm really getting the baking spice out yeah. of this. It's a delight, delicious color. I think this is how I. This is the color I think whiskey should be. Oh I,
0: my goodness! It's like drinking velvet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Liquid
0: velvet. Yes. Now all your whiskeys have a nice body to them, a nice texture to them, but this one is very like satiny, smooth, velvety. That is so good.
1: So I have to tell folks at home this we poured out of a little tiny sample bottle and there's what half an inch left in there. Uh, and this is the this is all that exists until we release it at the distillery when we open. And uh, we're so happy with it. Like yeah. if we had to release our very first in-house um, empirical bottle, this is a pretty good start. And it's 119 proof.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic. That is, I mean, you really do have a knack for finding some pretty incredible barrels. Thank you. And that is, I love tasting, I mean, after, I mean, I think we've had over 900 whiskeys on the show. <laughs> she, and after drinking 900 whiskeys, it's it's just such a delight to get something that is just different. I mean, and like the one we had, like the barrel pick we had Mm-hmm. Just a little bit ago, and then this one here—it's just wonderful. It just—it blows me away. And there's been no finishing done on this. No. This is mm-hmm. this is just what it is. This is just a wheated rye coming out of a barrel at seven years old.
1: Yeah, and we've tried to—not that I have anything against finishing at all. Mm-hmm. It's just not, and we'll probably do it um, sure. as we've talked about, you know, off off air. But um, it's just not where we are at the moment. Um, I like to literally pull it out of the. And this is single barrel too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cast strength, single barrel, uh, and they'll all vary a little bit. But I really like literally pumping it out of the barrel, sending it through the filter, and putting it in the bottle. Yeah. There's nothing cooler than that from my perspective to see it literally come out of the barrel and go into a bottle, and then that barrel's finished, and you go and get the next one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, and that's, you know, Jim, that's one of the things we're trying to do is there's a lot of people make great whiskey You know, we're going to be one of them, uh, you know, as uh, as we move forward. But if we're going to have anyone else's whiskey or bourbon, I don't want to just have everyone else's bourbon. Yeah. Right. I don't want it to be just a marketing exercise. I want to have stuff that I really enjoy. And, you know, we've done, you know, interviews and things in the past and folks are like, well, what's the profile you're going for? I don't know. Um, I just know what we like or I like, Yeah. and that's what we go for. I like stuff that's a little bit different. You know, our one cask bourbon, you know, that's only four and a half years old going into the bottle, and it's high proof and it's single barrel, but it's just a little bit different.
0: Yeah. It's kind of hard to have a target. I mean, really. I mean, maybe your target's just better than good, right?
1: Or, yep. As simple as that sounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean.
1: No, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. And and I want it to be I mean, there's some really amazing bourbon or whiskey that is just a better version of the other thing on the shelf. Whereas what we're trying to do is get a better version of the regular thing on the shelf that's a little bit different. I don't nothing crazy. I don't want it to taste like eggplant or marshmallow or anything. I want it to taste like whiskey, and that's the same going right back to our start of our conversation. A uh, very small batch, you know, that's not a remarkable whiskey in of itself, but as a, you know, it's it's a good whiskey, it's very good bourbon. But at an 80 proof, it is kind of remarkable that it tastes like bourbon that much, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That kind of doesn't make sense even when I say it, but that's what we're trying to do. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's got a tremendous amount of flavor for- the whiskey content, because there is a, there is water in there, right? Oh, yeah. So I mean, for the amount of whiskey content, you got a tremendous flavor there. So it's fantastic. <laughs> this is just the creamiest daggone stuff I think I've had in a long time. It's so silky smooth.
1: Have you ever heard of a just a straight rye and wheat?
0: I've had I've had ryes with malted wheat. Okay. In them, uh, but I don't think I've had anything with thirty five percent wheat in it. That's a lot. It it's probably out there somewhere.
1: We looked, and, you know, it's not scientific by any means. We haven't found one that is certainly not that combo, but even sort of close. Generally, they'll have a bit of something else in them, a bit of malt, you know, a bit of malt barley or something. Yeah. This just doesn't.
0: Yeah. It is exceptional. This is definitely- Something, I mean, this is going to be available. Now, are you having a grand opening celebration? We will. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be on or around the 15th of November?
1: Oh, no. So uh, around the 15th of October, that'll just be a bit of a soft opening where we open our gift shop and tasting room. Yeah. And that'll be just a temporary Mm -hmm. facility. It'll be very nice. Uh, They're working on it now. Um, But I'm hoping, what is that, October? After Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'll be able to have a- have our grand opening, and that's when we'll launch Fantastic. the high wheat rye.
0: I look forward to it, and folks, you, you'll if, even get an invite. Well, thank you. That's right. I'm part of your. Uh, what, what's the name of your? Uh, the uh, Commanders Bourbon Club. Commanders Bourbon Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do get those notifications once in a while. So somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, very likely, this particular bottle will release at your grand opening. Yep, folks. <laughs> I'm telling you. Put it on your calendar. I know we don't know an exact date yet, but uh, definitely be watching out. Where can they find you guys, and where should they be keeping an eye out for?
1: Uh, so our Instagram, everything is just Lawrenceburg Bourbon. So our Facebook is at Lawrenceburg Bourbon. Our Instagram is at Lawrenceburg Bourbon. And if you want to email us, you can just uh, email HQ at LawrenceburgBourbon.com. And that's our website, too, just Bourbon. So if
0: they go to LawrenceburgBourbon.com, you must have like a newsletter sign-up thing. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. So they'll get a notification. They certainly look, will. So that's the best way to do it, right? Yep,
1: and uh, we, um, we always post our, you know, updates and things like that on the site and on our Facebook page. So it's incredible how important social media is to a startup distillery like us. Absolutely. It's extraordinary. I, I've got a, I think probably two-thirds of the people that walk through that door uh, have seen us on Google or Facebook or Instagram that walk in.
0: Yeah. The world is changing. It's extraordinary. Embrace it. And I think you have. You've embraced it. It's very important.
1: really no is. But uh, we're super excited for Bourbon on the Banks.
0: We are too. We're looking forward to not only uh, seeing all of our listeners and our and our friends out there who we get to see maybe once a year, yep, but also hanging out with you and your team on uh, on Saturday. It'll be well. I hope you're going to be out on Friday night as well.
1: We are. We're uh, participating. I think it's a VIP event. Yeah, uh, we'll be tasting probably our ten by ten and our new um, very small batch. Um, at that event, we'll be pouring for all the uh, the hoi polloi. Yeah, that, the hoi uh, polloi. To, are you going to that? I'll be
0: there. Uh, yeah. Brian and I will both be there, and we'll we'll walk. We'll definitely stop in and say hey. And
1: so you'll be uh, you be in your black tie and your your a chat a chat. I, I do wear a jacket. <laughs> I do
0: wear a jacket just because I feel like an event. Calls for it, but you certainly don't have to. No, I, I mean, uh, and maybe I'll maybe I'll change my mind this year. I don't know. Last I year, was gonna,
1: I'm a, I was going to I was going to serve in a speedo this year at that <laughs> event. Yeah, But might be. It looks like it's going to be a bit chillier.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be chillier. Now Friday, I think it'll still be a little warm. Saturday is supposed to be sixty. I, I
1: know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like it's eighty-six degrees here today in Lawrenceburg.
0: Yeah, so if you're if you're trying to get your weather report from the Bourbon Road, I'm <laughs> <we're> telling you, <laughs> right. uh, make sure you bring some pullover or something for your honey because uh, it's, it's be- okay if you get cold but don't let her get cold
1: oh, right that's the last thing you want because then you leave early that's
0: right no then one you, got, that. then you gotta go
1: but we're super excited to actually we get a lot of messages from roadies and stuff and they come into the tasting room and we're super excited for them to come up and visit I'll be there the whole time uh, Katie uh, my co-founder my wife will be there as well and uh, our ambassador at large Carrie will be there so um and we'll be pouring everything apart from the high wheat rye that we've tasted today. We might even have a uh, little special thing there too. We can't give too much away on that. All right. Because I can't find it because we're packed.
0: And people can walk away with bottles.
1: They can buy them and we'll keep them for them and they can come and pick them up at five o'clock. And if they forget them, that's why we have their phone number.
0: Fantastic. Awesome.
1: We're so excited to be in your tent and just being part of that, that group and just
0: hanging out. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming on again. I know it's been it's been a few months. It's been probably six or eight months since oh, yeah. you were on the last uh-huh. time. But this is kind of our little preview show to Bourbon on the Banks. And plus, you had a, a great announcement today with the release of your bourbon. And yep. Got that barrel pick. I mean, it's just going to be a fantastic time. Thank you again for being on the show.
1: Jim, anytime. Absolutely. Very excited.
0: All right. Well, you can find the Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, threads even believe it or not we try to do them all our main home base is the bourbonroad.com so if you can uh, if you can find your way there we've got a contact us page there you can let us know what you're thinking if you like the show if you've got a recommendation for a show we'd love to hear from you you can also find our swag on there our glasses our shirts all the good stuff. Anytime you buy something from the bourbonroad.com, it helps us get down the road to visit that next distillery.
1: I love your new shirt, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, bourbon is 100% American. Yippee Kaye. Yeah, America.
0: it's a good one.
1: I love that shirt.
0: Yeah, I hope we sell a few of these. They're, they're wonderful. It's new for this year. So, we got this one and we got the bourbonista shirt this year. So, Ooh. it's the lady shirt that says, blame the bottle. So <laughs> 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 but we're going to have a blast. All right, so make sure you tune in every week on Wednesdays. We'll have a show for you every single Wednesday. We'll have a guest on the show like Greg, sometimes an artist, a musician, a chef. It's always fun. We're always drinking whiskey. But until the next time, we'll see you down the bourbon road.